That's when, Cuba, that's when Cuba Gooding Jr. could Black act. Cinema. Wait a minute, hold up. He kind of did one of those Nicolas Cage things. I'm yeah, Cuba, Cuba Gooding. That's bigger than who shot Jr. for sure. Because <laughs> I don't even care about Jr. at all. Who shot Ricky and Boys in the Hood? I'm sorry. I'm not getting that. Here's what I found for who shot Ricky. Lloyd Fernandez. <laughs> that's my new alias now. How do you end up in Boys in the Hood with a name like Lloyd Fernandez is all I'm trying to figure out. No, you black Hispanic? Avery. No, that guy was crazy. After the role, he was like really a thespian. And then after the role, he ended up really killing some Because he, <laughs> he, like he couldn't went, get out of it. He went full Tupac. He went fucking <laughs> he went Heath Ledger. Art imitates life. Killed somebody. <laughs> ended up in jail. And then... Uh, I think white supremacists killed him on the inside. On the inside, of course. Yeah. I can't wait to see how Derek Chauvin reveals all of his sick swastika tattoos. <laughs> so he can have protection. Killed by his a cellmate. Huge. Who was like sense. some kind of religious cult, cult guy. Muslim? Uh, no, no. It was a white dude. He was, religious cult? He, okay. He was like, yeah, he was like some kind of Jesus freak. I think he carved something in his chest or something. I don't know. I... I not reading the actual story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a story behind that. Damn. Bomb, bomb. We're going deep. We're getting right. ready to go. I'm ready. We're already rolling. Cool, cool. So, we're starting. Uh... Hi, I'm Knucklehead number one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Teach These Devils. It's your boy, James Brassfield. Sitting beside me as always. Well, not always. He's back on the motherfucking prowl. Uh, uh. Wilson Chavo Rivera. Uh, uh. How are you? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. You haven't been with us for a little bit. and I'm I know. I had back. to be at Punk Ass Work, and hopefully I'll be able to quit that job and punk then talk about work. it. <laughs> and talk about it on the podcast openly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We have a guest today. Yeah. Our guest, ladies and gentlemen, you might have heard of him, uh, Cleveland Royalty, uh, Lamont Thomas, also known it's Obnox. What is up? Hey, what's good? What's good? Thanks for having me. Man, man, thank you for being here. So happy. It was, it was a chance meeting on our part. We ran into each other at a bar who will remain nameless until they come with the check. Come with them. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> I need my money. <laughs> uh, so Face is like an advert. Right? We walk right in, sit right down. Baby, let your hair hang down. We're fucking kicking it. I love what you're doing with your hair today, too. It's I didn't do anything kind to Kind of it. the Reverend James Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't do anything to it at all. Um, it's just kind of what happened. I went to the store to get cigarettes, and it just kind of all fell into place after that. You could lead the devotional at church tomorrow. Man. I you always wanted pre- to be a preacher. <laughs> he used to have a great Johnny Gill. I did oh, have a great Johnny, a solid Johnny Gill. That's like my, 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 my. No, but uh, Lamont is here, and we're going to talk about fucking everything that is Obnox, because as a Clevelander, and as a black Clevelander who doesn't listen to exclusively hip-hop music, I was surprised that I had never heard of you. I listened to your music. It was dope. And I just want to find out about your story, man. I'm so glad you could join us. Well, I'm going to be starring in a biopic about Mahalia Jackson pretty soon. So No, no. Is that true? I was like, God damn. We no. love Mahalia. Oh, man. I mean, just just trying to create, trying to express myself. That's amazing. It's amazing. Slow How long have you been uh, making music as Omnix? Since 2011. Hopefully, I can get this uh, this new record out before the end of the year. Hell so, yeah. Kind of 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Amazing. And this work is taking you all around the, the world, right? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, we've been lucky, fortunate, had some... Been able to open for Perubu and uh, hell yeah, X Blank X. You know, uh, I did some drumming with X Blank X. That's and, awesome. You know, just pretty legendary Cleveland guys, prototypical punk dudes. It's good company to keep. And yeah, uh, me and A Live and John Daniel we went over to Europe and did some weeks over there. And okay. Yeah, yeah, Paris and up in Paris. the mountains in Switzerland. And yeah, yeah that's wild. It's been fun. 
That's wild. That's it's like I feel like every, I like to have guests on the program that have lived some of my dreams, man. And that's like one that's always been one of my dreams. My broke ass fucking hoodie ass guitar playing is not taking me to fucking Paris. You're a folk legend. Man. I should be. I wrote all the songs you've heard on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> the money takes a while to come in, though. That's why I'm still, you know. I mean, there's some that's songs where the paper is. Sitting on. I wrote. Have you heard? Uh, have you heard of Sia? That's me. Hey. Would it be nasty if her booty sing touched? like an angel? Man. <laughs> I'm Sia Wilson. I've been waiting to reveal this to you. God damn, I'm Sia. Sing like an angel. I'm, you know who I am. You are John. Selena. Yeah. Santana. <laughs> I'm Selena. Bitty bitty. You're bum Selena. Bum. Chavo Santana. <laughs> Chavo Santana. I was both Ron Reyes and Carlos Santana. I love your Yo. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> dope, right there. Metronomic timing. Oh and man. Ron Reyes is the shit. He's the best singer of Black Flag, in my opinion. I'm not, see, like, I'm not I'm down with like, Black Flag. <laughs> I'm a desert. I'm one of those rare n- nuggets that loves Dez. Yeah. That I don't know Dez is not bad. I don't know anything about again, Black Flag. Too. Is that, like, a, something I should be listening to? That's it why could, Greg Ginn is rich, because every year, like, 200,000 kids have to buy <laughs> do their <laughs> first Black Flag <laughs> record. It's like a right of What passage. is this? That, 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 or I'm required listening. I missed it. You're in the rock. You're in the hardcore. I am, but I never wanted it that hard. Volume. I was more of like a Kurt Cobain black person. Just listen to the next time that somebody gets smoked by the police. Listen to some black. Unarmed and, you know, these. So we should play it right now is what you're saying. (laughs) Hey, shit. (laughs) Police story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody is on the side of the road right now. It's safe to say. I mean, we might as well talk about it because it's a part of life. And I feel like now it's been exposed with all the Derek Chauvin shit that's going on. Uh, in your journeys, have you ever had any experiences with the police that are that strike your mind? My sheet is clean. Uh, uh, man, let me think that through. Not necessarily like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this moment in any black trouble, history. No, saying. no, no. I mean, it's usually a gentleman's ride for the most part. I mean, I've had some ups and downs here and there, but. Um, this moment in black history, we got pulled over once, uh, driving from Austin in the middle of the night to Ooh. a gig in El Paso, ultimately headed to California. Black yeah. in the South, not a but, good combo. Yeah, we, we had already blew up one van, uh, rest in peace to the history machine. And, uh, we had this, we bought this van from Johnny Walker for a couple hundred dollars. It was on some Swiss cheese shit man like, <laughs> you could see you could see the snow and yeah so but we were we didn't care we just wanted to get to california of and course. link up with our dudes and really rock and just get the name out there right and, shit. and uh yeah we got pulled over in the middle of the night like like low-key desert I stuffed the reefer that we had in my shoe. I had a Chuck Taylor on. Oh. Stuffed it in there. It was not the funk. It was not odiferous. <laughs> it was some Mexican dish weed. But it it was like psychological. I I was smoking weed technically, but yeah. and your brain, it wasn't the rest. It wasn't the fun like when you northern see, Cali. When you see a word that. that's missing a couple letters and your brain's just like, yeah, that's brilliant. I can tell. Well that's what that's what's freaking us out though. It's like, damn, not only are we going to jail, you know, that's Texas. Yeah. Zero yeah. tolerance and shit. They not only are we yeah. going to jail, but we're going to jail for the shittiest weed, weed <laughs> on earth. Not Texas. Terrible. Earth. <laughs> But it, uh, I stuffed it in my shoe. They Just took us like a like, bag of oregano. It, you could probably cook with it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they take us 20 yards in front of the van. We're all huddled up and semis are riding by and we're freezing because it gets cold as shit in the yeah. desert at night. Dark, cold. And this motherfucker searches our van and he comes back. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to let you guys go. But. Just so you know, there's a little residue back by. We had this little loft in there. He's like, there's a residue. It's like, there ain't no residue, whatever, man. <laughs> like, but ain't no residue. residue whatever, search it. Don't call the dogs. Don't call other officers. We don't have a weapon. We're not going to club you over your head. Let's but just keep it moving. That was one of those things. I, I'm, I mean, yeah, we've been pulled over. Like our singer, he likes to. He, like to get on people's asses in the fast lane, you know, yeah. Yeah. like move your ass out the way kind of Grinding. shit. And we got pulled over on the way to Detroit. 
another one of those stash the weed in your drawers kind of situations. Yeah, man. But he was vexed, and he's just like, you know, what did you pull me over for? He was you know, tight. You, people, people have bits about white folks talking to the police, crazy yeah. and shit. But it was just like. Yo, man, chill. Like, I got like a half <laughs> ounce happened. of weed in my drawers right now. Like, what are you just doing? Happened. So he took his license. He's just like, no, he has to tell me what I did wrong. Like, nigga, you was doing 90 <laughs> miles an hour. If you don't shut your ass. It must be nice. I'm about to catch a charge. It but must we, be nice. All right. We caught a flat earlier that night. So we were running a little late. But he drives like that anyway. Let's yeah. face it. That's not even people like... who drive like that. If you're in the if you're in the fast lane on someone's ass, you're a certain type of driver. And if you're in the middle lane, going above the speed limit, and you want to get behind someone and go fast, that makes you a special type of person. Driving within a, an assured distance, it's yeah. just probable cause on foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, but like so. At the time, Michigan had this thing where, from at the point of the, the traffic stop, they take your license, and then once you pay your fines, they'll mail it back to That's you. That's fucked up. So he was mad than a motherfucker license? about that, too. It's like, boy, we'll get your license back, though. Just go on and take this L. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's we still got our weed. We still got a show. We haven't good. been shot. That was, you know, I mean... Look, niggas have always been getting shot by the police, but Facts. it wasn't it wasn't a directive and utter white supremacy within law enforcement and all that the we knew things. about. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but now it's just the fucking this the new clan. It's the it's it always the new, has been. The fact is, the police system was created as a way initially. What how it started was a way to round up runaway slaves. That's heard. what policing was. Heard. And it's terrible that I feel. And the the thing I always think about now is like a modern person as a black man, and just take that out of the picture. Even as a person in America, who told you you could tell me what the fuck I could do? Yeah, it's infrastructure. I didn't sign anything. <sighs> right. I'm not. I mean, and they say in the and if you get a traffic ticket speeding, and you're like, well, I don't care what the speed limit is. I'm my own citizen. They'll be like, well, when you when you get your driver's license, you're signing a contract that you will obey the rules that we set forth. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell me that initially? Maybe I would just risk driving illegally. Yeah, that's just all infrastructural racism. It's all a system, yeah. man. We're all under the fucking net, and some people are just, you know, governed. Even in fucking finance, like you know, you look at how people get like there's predatory lending practices, red lining is a huge right. fucking thing oh right? yeah like i mean we like you Whatever. live on 63rd i grew up two blocks away from there i grew up on 61st nice. and like like we grew up on the same side of town so it's like i'm i'm like yeah i'm familiar <laughs> right right like, i'm a neighborhood kid like i used to go walking around down there and then when i moved to the west side i noticed how different things were exactly because my parents yeah when they got out of the hood they were getting out of the fucking hood yeah you know, yeah it's like one of three Puerto Rican kids in my graduating class. Oh, man, shit. You were growing up at a time when motherfuckers was really scrambling crack and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was that, and then uh, then everybody was, was fucking, when, when, what, 2009, when I was getting out of high school, that's when, like, the heroin hit. And oh, everybody, fuck. And it got to the west side. Oxycontin, <laughs> yeah. all of this shit. Oxycontin. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, man, like. The Oxycontin thing was one of the weirdest shits I've ever seen in my whole life because, like, I wa I'm from the suburbs, fucking Illyria represent. Straight and pharmaceutical morphine. I was like, yeah. my friends, uh, a friend of mine who will remain nameless, his mom had an injury to her neck. And it was the first time I had ever heard of anyone being prescribed Oxycontin. And she, and she took the shit, and he came to school the next day like, I don't know what the fuck happened to my mom, but she's different now. Like she's no, your she, mom's on heroin. Your mom's on heroin, okay. like, <laughs> and we didn't know at the time. I, they give that to fucking sixteen-year-old football players. They give know? it to everyone, yeah. bro. It's, it's straight right. heroin. Them pill mills, the yellow the brick road to addiction. And that shit, shit is, and, and I don't understand how you could, if you weren't in serious pain and took that, how you could even fucking like it. It's just like I just want to go to sleep. What's up? And you gotta rock on the streets because you right. can't afford it with the way the health system is set up, man. It's like well, it's true. It was, it was it's fucked. that system. Fucked. That system. We're all part of the system. Mm -hmm. As a as a person who's been in the music business, is there what would you say about like uh, the inner workings of it? Like, what's the real? How do you end up on? Like, how's it really happen? Or what was your story for it happening for you? Oh man, I was just an avid fan. Man. I was collecting records, hanging out with certain cats. You yeah. know, I mean, back when brothers wasn't 
really running and rocking and ripping and running yeah. with white dudes. You know, maybe that wild white dude that wanted to have that swag. Wanted like to Jimmy Green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old face Jimmy Graham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked like his own uncle. But uh No, no. No, don't tell him I said that. No, no, no. He always but, comes up now. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, you wasn't a lot of brothers skateboarding. Fucking Teflon and, Jimmy. And, and fucking off with rock and right? roll and guitars and playing drums and rock and rock bands like there is now. It's very Not, true. I used to get called white boy a lot as a kid. Well, yeah, 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 but shit. No, yeah, I mean, you work, at, you work at a bank. You're one of the funniest motherfuckers in America. Like, whatever, man. You're winning right now, you know. But, yeah. but, you know, those dudes had access to certain music and stuff. Yeah, you know, this is just what we're doing. We're watching skate videos. It's all That's SST soundtracks. Fucking like, skate videos. You know, Circle Jerk records and shit like that. Skate and, videos. I feel like are an introduction to, like, what is like. For especially for black kids who like are on the edge of that kind of shit, like Ray Barbie, I'm not familiar. Met the man uh, in Austin, Texas. He's just one of the first black pro skaters. Yeah, it was Ray Barbie. Who's the Who's the other dude? He was a young motherfucker. I'm not familiar. He was the prototype for every black skater you see doing death defying shit. Who's the Who's the dude from Kids? You love to see it. What? Here, uh, fuck. I don't know why I don't remember his name. I know Kareem Campbell. He was in that movie Kids. Oh, 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 oh uh, Harold, uh, Harold something, yeah. Because I think he's skated. He's, he's no, dead. Yeah, now. he's dead now, yeah. But yeah, he, like, yeah. he, like, skated for New York or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was that was a wild era. Nuts on the streets in New yeah. York once upon a time. But, yeah, he's Harold like, Hunter, I think. Harold, yeah, 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 something like that. I'm so suburbs, I only watch girl skateboard videos. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see it on the gram, it's like, damn. Damn, she's a great skater, and the ass is fat. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> got the yeeks. How'd you get all the yeeks onto that pole, girl? When did God give these like, kids everything? I got to get off this toilet. I've been in here for 20 minutes, man. <laughs> what is it about the toilet surf? It's like, I'm done pooping, but I'm not but done learning. But my shift is done yeah. in a half hour. I can hang out for a little longer. Get poop, I'm poop not pay. pulling my pants up for another 10 minutes. Fuck this. Ain't nothing like a little poop pay. <laughs> yeah, man, you get at least what? You know, fifteen seventy five on a good. You gotta take. <laughs> hey, if I, if I'm not pooping for a total aggregate time of over an hour at work, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake, and if you're not doing it, eat a heart of your lunch. And you're then, listening. if you're pooping on part of your lunch break, as opposed to pooping on the clock, you always poop on. You're the You're missing out. You gotta man. Pee on your lunch break. Unless you got like <laughs> three 12 tops and you're in the weeds. Yeah. It's like you're going to have to hold that. Service you know? industry is different, yeah. Man, I don't want anyone that's serving me food gotta to have for 24 hours. <laughs> that's just me. Is it like now have we just have we just fucked up restaurants for you? Just is now? that possible? I, yeah, you think you did. I'm about to be skinny <laughs> no, as a motherfucker see, now, bro. When you see Never going the shape that, that your waiter is in when he wakes up in the morning. That would ruin The amount it. of cocaine that it takes to wind his back up and get him moving again. <laughs> yeah, you'll start cooking at home more often too, you know? I got <laughs> shrimp. I got grits. I'm hungry. Yeah, you saw how late I was out when I used to be in the service industry. You are going to trust me? You have to be one of the most legendary <laughs> service in industry. Dragon, like, man, we got to write some material. Wake up. That should be a show. That should be a show about you working at a... That's going to be your NBC show. What? Rivera. You're not working at a Rivera. Working Rivera. It's just about instead you of, almost getting fired from this restaurant all the time. Instead of a magical Latino, I get a magical white person. You get a mag? No, it's, it's kind like, of a white it's savior. Like undercover <laughs> boss, but yeah. you get a job, and through hidden camera, you go as far as you can go without to the getting fired. No, go. no, no, not upper oh. management. You're going to run the joint, but like you're talking you're, a real deal. You're an utter camera. miscreant. Tearing up the spot until they just like, look, we gotta let you go. And then you tell them like, great, because how this hard is, is it our, to get fired these days? I'm working Rivera. Is I don't that? care if you're letting me go right. Hey, now. guess what? It took you eight minutes to fire me. That's the fastest firing of all time. You're on working Rivera. Rivera. I'm Wilson Rivera. This is this working Rivera. Rivera. James is, coming, James, is coming in as, phone. James is coming in as an undercover customer. Hey, y'all got the, uh, <laughs> I ain't got shit for you. Excuse me. I ain't got shit for you, man. Get the fuck out of here. Excuse me. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living dreams.
names up here. Hey, can I hold five dollars, please? I don't usually do this. That's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't usually do this, but I'm trying to get the bus back to Akron. That's I need about ten dollars. I don't. I don't usually do this. I know you got a mask on and you're working. And everything. <laughs> Your uniform looks amazing, by the way. Oh no! Who's the Who's the one dude no. who used to truck around Cleveland? That's Heights? the worst feeling. You remember oh, the dude with the, the rollerblades? I not the rollerblades. The old dude, and he used to he's like let me tell you a joke, and he tell the same joke. It was like a Snoop Dogg joke around Ohio City, like Cleveland Heights, like Coventry. Because oh, he used to he used to busk up there all Man, the fucking time. There bro. was tons of cats yeah. like that in Columbus when I lived down there. It might sound strange, but a show could use some change. Right, Help <laughs> is on the way. As a, as a professional artist, I have to say, like, and a creator, one of my favorite things is watching street performers. Like street performers uh, are proto fucking, internet. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and now that we have the internet, you can see so many more different like street performers. Some of my favorite Monetized bands are straight street performers. Image before the electronics and the. Tech I remember one right? time oh, there was this girl doing hula hoop stuff. It's so weird. Stuff. There was this girl doing hula hoop stuff. I was with Jimmy and Carlson, and. Uh, <laughs> You love it when the hula hoop girl gets right up in front <laughs> at the wrong show. And of course, like, of course, Jimmy's like, engaging. This show is lit. Yeah. Jimmy's engaging with the with the whole group of people up there. And then this one crazy ass dude sits next to Jimmy because it's Jimmy. He just kind of yeah. He's got him. He's like a magnet. Yeah, we could go fuck off next to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble magnet. And Jimmy's just sitting there like we're eating pizza from guys, and this dude walks up and he says something. He's like, the "Fuck you, looking at man." God <laughs> like, damn at it, Jimmy. And then like does like the. The, the motion to like go to choke him <laughs> strangle like none of us flinch we're just like the oh, no. fuck is wrong with you man but it's, like, and it's also such an expected Jimmy Graham situation <laughs> deceptively good gym, uh, drinking buddy that guy. <laughs> he really is you'll see some shit watch some Browns games with Jimmy yeah. you'll see some, I watched Jimmy call the fucking Browns game to like he's like what if they kick this and uh, some, they block it and then run it back and the fucking shit happened he's some sort of like magic person oh Ryan does that shit it's with wild. baseball Baseball, it's easy. The yeah. ball's only going to one place. It's like a lady, old black lady in church. You know, you speak right? it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Old black ladies in church. You're going to get that job, baby. You're going to get a good job. The Lord man. provided for you. Did you grow up in church? Yeah, sort of through my grandmother to a certain extent. What? Oh, it's fine. I'll take that out. What was going over there, man? We were talking about church. Look, he was like waving at me. One white cat in here, man. We got to bust him up. Turn the camera off. No, no. But yeah, my grandmother was deep into it. Mine too. You know, my grandmother was Pentecostal. Whole family, great faith. My mother also. Yeah. But. Shit, down the line, man, you know, I started drinking, smoking a lot of herb around 14. Using and, uh, intoxicating liquors as a beverage? Like, I just didn't want to go to church every Sunday. I respect that. Lazy. I love the I Lord, that. I suppose. But, uh, Ditto. I figured, <laughs> you know. To, learn to love the God within as well, you know. <laughs> right. Like, when I get a job, I don't know if God got me the job. Or, or if, if it was me. If I study my ass off and worked hard. And Sometimes. Put right. together a nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do that. I've seen it all. I feel like um, I, I know where you're coming bank. from. That's America right there. Bullshit. That's America. I know where you're coming from with that religious Steel. aspect, though, because like <laughs> my my grandma also was deep in the church. My whole family was religious, and it was one of those things where it's like I don't. I, so sometimes I want to watch Bozo Super Sunday Show. Can I fucking hang back? And it became. Sometimes I never want to hear "We Shall Overcome Again." They right? Abolish that amazing grace. It's 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 repetitive. Is is really like some shit. Massive road. Like, <laughs> throw, throw that whole tune in the trash. Amazing Grace yeah. is the free life. bird of gospel music. Right. Was Roy, Roy Wood Jr. I saw Roy Wood Jr. It's oppressive. Just any oh, rendition. Yeah. Just the too. tone. Oh, man. But uh, <laughs> just the, the sentiment. <laughs> like, you know, nobody gets into that third verse where it's just that like. That saved a wretch like there's me. There's a third we'll, verse. We'll beat your ass if you try to escape. Kind there's of a you third know verse to Amazing Grace. Something like that. There's some deeper lyrics that we're, we've kind of phased out of the lexicon. Amazing Grace is like. You get to the. They dust that off all the time. Yeah, that's masses publishing right there. Well, I guess it's public <laughs> domain now, but yeah. Is it? Yeah, listen, Who man. owns the rights to Amazing Grace? If it says Jesus Just Christ, I'm going to be shocked. The, the I think un, it's public domain. The unwillingness domain. To, to assert yourself, you know, you know, everybody, the, the, 
give it to God kind of cats. You know what I mean? Give it to God. Just talk to God. Talk to God. God will get No, I need to talk to a lawyer. I need to talk <laughs> to a therapist. You know what I mean? I need to really implement my inner God so that I could survive out well. here in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Some people deem it to be like generational curse. Yeah, you know I see I mean? what you're saying. Like, yeah, no, my family was which super ca- like Puerto Ricans. That'll, I mean, that'll keep them yeah. gang of motherfuckers from whooping your ass as to escape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, just that whole that docile God fe- yeah, fear, yeah, God fearing, fear laced with fear, God fearing, laced with astrology and things like that. You know, all all the religions are sun based. Yeah, yeah, but hey. <laughs> you ain't gotta go, you know. You ain't gotta go all precedence for yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Amazing Grace is a Christian hymn published in 1779. Words written in 1772. It sounds like people were super free back and then. And Anglo, oh, that guy did not like. Uh, by American English poet and American clergyman John Newton, painted ugly Define ass motherfucker. Free. Why the fuck does he look like Laura <laughs> Flynn Boyle? <laughs> This is one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, he looks like Laura Flynn Boyle, that old I'm lady. Johnny oh. Did. <laughs> oh, he does. He looks look like he says nigga all the time. <laughs> looks like that grandma that they wheel into the to the play or to the to the See, basketball game. She's on the oxygen. She's yeah. like, grandma don't need to be here. Right? You could have tell if it's an old man or an old dude. <laughs> old man, that's, old lady. That's something. I have been that, that toupee I, is a. <laughs> That is fucking. Oh, you can't talk about people like that. We're talking about, about these John olds. Hamilton or uh, whatever John Newton or John, John Newton. Newton or whatever. He's not. He's definitely not an ally. Old black grandmas at the basketball game. I just feel bad for them. I'm and talking like, about old white grandmas. Oh, no, that's different. John Newton did not look like an old black grandma. Yeah. He definitely did. Did you see Biggie Smalls' grandma on the documentary? No, no. she's like 93 years old. She looked like she How? could run up the court. And like, I was like, what the How? fuck? And Youth. his mom looks great. Yeah. You know? it's like, Youth. Yeah, yeah. This lady was in her 90s. I feel like we're getting to the point now where it's like I, you have if you haven't seen someone in a little while and then you check back up on them, you're like, fuck, they're old as shit. But now they also do the thing where they got fucking the wild plastic face as well. Speaking of that, I recently saw a trailer for some Kevin Bacon movie. That nigga looks old <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> what was it? What was it? I don't know what his next flick is, but... I also was watching uh, what was that Punisher? Oh, which and one? Can see Thomas Howell? Oh yeah, Pony Boy. That yeah. motherfucker. This old like, fuck too. Man, listen, it looked like he had false teeth. Like, I'm <laughs> like, Wait, yo, yo. It was like when I watched. These guys are like heartthrobs once upon a time. When I watched that, uh, is this you should have left is that, that OJ show? Because I was with my ex at the time. She wanted to watch that OJ show, so we watched it, and I saw John Travolta. I'm like, why does he look like the villain from The Mask? Oh, fuck. <laughs> he looks like Rocky Dennis. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me. It happened to me with Nicole Kidman. I was <laughs> watching that HBO show. I'm like, who is this bitch looking like Nicole Kidman? Is she going to get sued by Nicole Kidman? <laughs> it's and Nicole then, Kidman. <laughs> sure enough, it was fucking Nicole Kidman. Her face looks wild Ch- cat-like, bro. Chiseled up, bro. <laughs> looks like, remember the cat lady? They all oh, look like yeah. that now. Oh, yeah. I know. I remember Just the pull, cat lady. Pull it back. And, oh, wow. Let's see how old Kevin Bacon Oh, looks. yeah. Sweet Jesus. His whole jaw is gone. He looks good. To who? Someone Kira who Sedgwick. To <laughs> yeah, right. Women in Kira their late Sedgwick. 60s, man. What are you talking about? That's Kira Sedgwick, his old lady. Yeah, a 70-year-old woman thinks he's a fucking catch. Look at his tits. He does a, <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of British he commercials. He's a Nike sports bra right now, man. Looks like. Uh-oh. And right here, he looks like he listens to a lot of Ted Nugent just with that jaw being Jesus. gone. Like he just did a bunch of chew and you just couldn't yeah. stop listening to Stranglehold. But he still has the wireless headphones. He's, he's in this spook. Still got the beats by Dre. He's still trying to work he off the money he lost me. from Bertie Madoff. That ain't, the, that ain't the most recent flick. He no, looks he much right. older in this other like crime flick. That he's he definitely doing. looked all right in that. If I was old as Kevin Bacon, I would trade half of the money to look that good. He looks I would right. trade no amount of money to look better. All right, look up C. Thomas Howell and see what you... <laughs> <laughs> boy ain't cute no more. Bra- he Dude, sounds old. Shit, that high definition, man. I saw Brad Pitt recently on TV, that high def... <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, he's doesn't got do craters any in his face, man. Oh, right? yeah. It's Damn. Like, whoa. He struck 54. On the struck match side of the game. 54. 54. 
That face reeks of cocaine and ether. All at the same time. What's his big role? Patrick Swayze and fucking Pony Boy. His his career went down the shit. Return of the Musketeers. Never heard of it. Mad Dogs. He he played himself in that Tommy Chong movie, uh, Far Out Man. Did he? Mm. Yeah. He was in Gettysburg. He was in a movie with Carrot Top. E.T. Red Dawn. Secret Admirer, the hitcher. Hey, yo, is Soul Man even on there? Is Soul Man on Hold there? On, Soul Man is on there. Oh, no. Holy shit. Oh, how do you come back from that? Oh, my God. I forgot about this. This movie how is fucked, Oh, dude. shit. You forgot about this movie? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about this movie? <laughs> oh, that, boy golly, so, that boy was so famous that he went straight blackface. Oh, don't man. cry now. Don't cry. I see you <laughs> took your glasses off. <laughs> James, I can't believe you don't. There's two C. I Thomas House. I wept. In 1988, when I saw it in the 10th grade, and fucking Ray Don <laughs> Chong. Oh, you already know how she gets. <laughs> Holy shit! She dash she ain't no turnip greens and macaroni and cheese anytime soon. I can't believe it. She let Ron Perlman pretend to have sex with her in a movie. <laughs> Quest for Fire. Damn! Wow. Any the casting couch and then the big screen. I, I will say this. <laughs> I feel like. The race paint, like the like like blackface or whatever, is the only thing that we stole from white people. They invented that shit. Well, Dave Chappelle took a back. They invented in the painting your face up and shit, bro. He took a back. Was like, uh, remember the racial? That's what the I was talking about. You no, forget about did, Eddie Murphy. The racial draft. Eddie Murphy did that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was the white guy, and most deaf was the oh, head of the black delegation. Eddie Murphy like, did that. That was It's like because he white... didn't do it like Eddie and call Rick yeah. Baker. He was like yeah. just. Powder. What did he do? He did. He did the powder, crazy. and then he fucking. Uh, what was the thing? It was like the the, the white delegation drafted Colin Powell, which confused everybody because the, the commentators Powell. are just like, he's not even a, set, a percentage white. And then it was like a trade-off thing, and then most stuff comes up, and he's like, "Black delegation drafted Eminem." Yeah, black delegation request Eminem. <laughs> now you just wait a goddamn minute, Rondell. Nah, y'all can have Eminem. <laughs> Especially now, Eminem looks We're like wild. Keep red man, and you can have like, Eminem. When, no, okay. it's like what did he say? He's like, "We'll keep Rondell. We'll keep Eminem." You get OJ. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need somebody OJ. to protect us. Somebody that's good with knives and guns and shit. Damn. When's it, <laughs> damn. When's the last time you checked in on OJ? Because he's doing fucking great. We need OJ on the fucking front lines when the shit goes down. <laughs> OJ can OJ will get a bunch of motherfuckers yeah. out of here. He's jumping over fucking luggage and shit. Especially if they have a The impending race war. Like, that's... Like, he's a weapon. Is, he's he's a soldier. A hero. He's, you know, it's like... Tookie Williams is dead, so we, OJ, you leading the Crips now. Like, OJ is the man. Man, he can run a 40. OJ is out there flexing <laughs> on Instagram right now, though. OJ is probably playing golf with he is. George Bush somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, he plays, he's all probably, he does is he's every still got video. some famous friends. Every video is him from the golf course. He has his own custom masks, which fucks so hard. Says the juice, and it's got fucking oranges on the inside. It's fire. Hell no. He's the man, bro. We need, yeah. He's so, are, the man. so are we all getting masks? Hey man, listen, Wilson. Uh, the puff daddy just, shirt. Just look in the look in the top right Burn. part of the shirt. Just the look in his eye. <laughs> the puff daddy shirt. This so shirt the boy has, don't yeah. ever look at me like that, puffy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in a puff daddy shirt right now. He's just, Everything He's is just like trying to, be and it's super like intense. straight out the fair too. Like that <laughs> motherfucker a, screen printed that the <laughs> night before he put it on the table at yeah, the it's fair. Like, here man. you go, Nick. Look at this. Shit. <laughs> it's the most like ghetto looking shit. Hell yes. It's like I bought this at the Puerto Rican parade or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wildlife festival. Month. You went to Parma. You got an airbrush shirt of your <laughs> uncle because he just died. It does have heavy airbrush vibes. It does have heavy airbrush vibes. Who the fuck? Walter. Walter, the like one of the whitest people I know, had an airbrush guy at his wedding. Remember that? Did yeah. you go? He did, yeah. He had an airbrush, dude. That's like that awesome. hat says young man. Look at OJ's mask. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. This is OJ's mask. <laughs> Get the fuck out Damn. It's fire as shit. It's, it's reversible. This it's got the cinching ears, bro. flipped his murderous behavior into a brand. <laughs> that, that is some American shit. That's right the there. American dream right there. OJ's you can an stab influencer. your wife and then come back 
There's an, the OJ and look at that. Closer. He has a blonde white woman. There's she makes advertising them. The, we'll get the. There's a dude sparring right now with OJ in mind, like how to get him up <laughs> off of you, how to fight <laughs> alongside him. Like it's a thing. Like, Fucking OJ. Training troops. It's super hot in here. It's the I don't least know he why. Can do. So we're gonna take a quick break. Sometimes we do this. We're doing it today. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back on Teach Yourselves with Lamont Thomas. Uh, the fucking the pro the what's the word I'm looking for? The progenitor. Genitor. Progenitor. Yep. I love when we do that. The progenitor of Obnox. We'll be right back. You all smart. Ah uh, ah. Uh. Five o'clock, or he works at Funhouse, or I'll be at LBM because I live in that little area over there. So LBM, just, they got good food, right? Yeah, LBM has man. pretty good food. It's, it's, yeah. Really good food, actually. They okay. got frog legs right now. Okay. The burger is fucking stupid. The burger, the burger right now is a Cuban burger. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. This, yeah. Pod- Ooh. this yeah. podcast is brought to you by Hungry Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Motherfuckers. That's right. Welcome back to TC Cells. We took a little break. It's hot in the fucking ox, but we're doing all right. Lamont Thomas is still here with us. Shout out to Miranda and LBM. Shout out well. to you, sir. And shout out to LBM. Maybe they'll be one of the sponsors of the show. They seem pretty cool. <laughs> If I feel like if I started mentioning them on the show, it'd get more. Uh, <laughs> just, just in general. I'm just looking for the burger. But, uh, <laughs> what? I'm looking Penub in all the wrong places. <laughs> That's not accurate. I'm That's loved and cut. happy. Uh, Lamont's here, and we were outside during the break, and uh, we used to do a segment that was called Redacted, where we talk a little bit in between the break, but. Instead, we just bring that hot content right back to your motherfucking bitch ass. We're talking about records, actual physical records. We got a fucking a recording star in this motherfucker, so we might as well talk about some records. Uh, I'm not a star. (laughs) Don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin it for me. Underground rock and roll. That's different, man. That's like smoking some reefer cannabis. Just a dude from it's part of the story. That's class here and there. Yeah, man. Just (laughs) hanging out in the back, chain smoking. You know, that was funny as hell when I saw you then because I hadn't seen you in like a year or two. Man, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) recognized you instantly. I knew it was going to be a special night. (laughs) That was what's up. That was one of my most clever jokes on somebody's outfit. <laughs> that shit was funny. Oh my god! What did you say? I said, "Why well, you look like Frederick Douglass Kruger?" <laughs> Shots across yeah. the bow. Bang bang across the bow. My Another whole one. chest was wide open after that. <sighs> Morris Chestnut shot in your back. Oh man, Cuban Gooding Jr. He used to he used to be able to act. Somebody and sucked then that, that baby's OJ shit dick, came man. Out. He, was so, he was such a bad actor. No, that Somebody boat sucked trip that baby's dick. <laughs> oh, the boat, boat trip. trip. Jesus, oh my god, that buried him. Rat, rat race. Rat race was the rat beginning. race was a remake. That was gonna make. It was the beginning of the bad. fall though. I saw a boxing match. I can't remember who the fight was, but then like ringside commentary, they had Cuba, Cuba Gooding, Gooding Jr. Like Cuba, what'd you think of the fight? He was just like. Wow, you know, yeah. just like Cuba like, gets drunk. Yo, bro. This boy's on big coke right now. The, <laughs> like, the story is Cuba be getting fucking white boy wasted every day, all the time. Still thinking he's a list. Yeah, shit. for sh- like all the time, wherever he goes, somebody suck that baby's dick. Like Eric for real. Spears side of the game. Eric Spears, fuck. Let his gonna, career rest in Talk about a wash, dude. I'm gonna that Cosby impression is over with. For I'm him. gonna beat the shit out of puny white radio hosts, but then I get my ass whooped on Corey Holcomb's podcast. <laughs> Man's got to do. No, you know he went in on me one night. My uh, my then sister in law bought me t- tickets for my birthday to see Eric Spears. Spears. Just get on the, the mic a little bit more. The opener blew him up, blew him away, and then he had this. He has this uh, interracial couple joke that he's been doing for years, and I was the mark that night. Yeah. Oh no. And I was just like, "Damn, it's my birthday." And he <laughs> kind of like, I think he heard that and leaned into the joke even harder. And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fight this motherfucker afterwards." This is <laughs> Cleveland motherfucker. You gotta be tough. Not the man. They pulled me the fuck out of there. That's I, wild. I, not security. My people took, took me up out. out of there, but. I was going to the merch table. I was going to come Wait for Ari Spears. That's fucked up. Like, nigga, it's my birthday. I'm on a date. You're coming here with at my me? family and shit. <laughs> You're coming at me like that. So if this I'm going to do. This was a gift. This was not a gift. This was yeah. a shitty gift. A terrible, <laughs> terrible present. Some slipper socks. Medium. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate you, you know, right now. Right. I'm going to hate you. I hate your mama slipper for having you, Sidey. You just hope they have the receipt. You know? <laughs> 
Man, I, whenever I take it to an interracial level about, you know, interracial couples, I have this one thing that I always go to. And it's like, it's about Slavery? me. Slavery? No. No, 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 I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking <laughs> no, with you. No, it's about me. And it's like, uh, I, I have a white girlfriend. She looks exactly how you would imagine. Like, you know, like we're an interracial couple at Cedar Point. Right. Matching shirt. <laughs> Matching Tweety Bird. <laughs> Matching FUBU jersey. And I'm like, that, that would be the best Halloween costume ever. Interracial couple of Cedar Point, matching fanny packs, matching Team Jordans, painters matching caps, m- painters caps, matching Crocs. airbrush Tweety Bird T-shirts, rainbow yeah. Crocs. You're fucking that night. That's you. I'm getting off the Magnum and I'm fucking. This is what love looks right, like. Right, right. These Team Jordans. You've gone above <laughs> and beyond on the fashion side. Yeah, no, nah, we went to the mall and we went to Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's my good. hometown. Don't be shitting on my town. You're no. born in Sandtown. Yes, sir. Sandusky's got some very interesting people. It's, it's all right. It's cool. It's a different. The Firelands, I believe, is technically the, the vacation land. The vacation lands. They've blown that shit up huge now. It's way different in Sandusky now. Yeah, downtown's nice now, and you know where'd they get that money from? Who they? Cedar Point keeps a fucking tight purse, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's its own little city over right. there anymore. It's really wild. It's like their own Cedar police force and everything. Aggressive expansion. That's our whole fucking motto right now. I get so Mantis. irritated anytime my family comes in from New York and I know I have to go to Cedar Point. Oh, God. I remember one I time. I love going, but the I way it's set up now is yeah. it's too many rules. And what's, they, like, blast over the loudspeaker. What are they doing now? What's the, what's the deal? You know, I mean, just no sitting on the rails it's like fuck this what? is a nearly two hour wait I'm <laughs> damn near 50 years old you know, I probably sitting shouldn't even be riding on the rails. <laughs> you know Cedar Point America's Rock and Roller Coast stand right there don't say a fucking thing we're gonna get you on the ride as soon as humanly possible we're not gonna clean up any puke you just sit there and shut the fuck up pay five dollars for a dip and dive the last life, time I was yeah, life is ratchet now so yeah. it's like people are like literally <laughs> I, me and my lady had just gotten off the Magnum and these Dudes, not even little kids. These dudes, grown dudes, ran past, and the last thing is slapped my girl on the ass, what? and I chased that motherfucker down. I jumped <laughs> on his back. I rolled his serious? ass like a horse, and his boys came back like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I'm like, "Man, this he motherfucker slapped just me. slapped my girl's ass." He's like, "Oh, I thought she was somebody else." No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you. Well, you know, like I said, police. They got their own police force. Them motherfuckers probably got a judge over there, like uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. I sentence you to three summers. <laughs> yeah, where they just they just try you right on the grounds, find you, and you know. You will clean toilets for three summers. Is my judgment slap? Confiscate you your drugs. You got to go down the water slide when it's dry, man. But yeah, that's yeah, a story. Just that kind of shit. You what know? if Cedar Point was? Wholly based on fucking servitude, based on uh, penalties in the park. It's an outdoor Walmart, man. Damn. Damn. <laughs> God damn. No, no, it's the best <laughs> amusement park in the country. It's America's it's the music park. There's in the nothing country. more exciting when it comes to just their roller coasters. Parmatown yeah. Mall was a lovely mall, but you could not speak for the patrons. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn, Wilson. That's grateful. The, the Puerto Rican parade is a wonderful thing, but you cannot speak for the patrons. <laughs> That's fucked up. If I see one more big pun T-shirt with the with the girl dressed up like the Statue Airbrushed. of Liberty, airbrushed, my, with, the, with the sta- with the girl dressed like the Statue of Liberty, and Big Pun just cupping her titties. <laughs> How the fuck did they fit Big Pun on a T-shirt? Is my first question. It's a big shirt. It's a huge shirt. It's a Big Pun life size shirt. <laughs> my uncle's gonna kill me. <laughs> Everybody loves Big Pun. Lamont, though, we were talking about records outside. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> how the cost of records has gone up wild crazy. I just inherited some records. And you're saying that there's records out there just randomly worth right. many, many shekels. Yeah, it depends. I mean, depends on the title and the condition. You okay. Know, you might have a record that's getting $1,500, a rare wow. 45, you know, only a couple hundred pressed or promo only or you know it's yeah. got its story it's got its reasons according to collector scum and the conditions set collector forth. scum yeah it used to be gold mine uh gold mine records had a a monthly like newspaper magazine yeah. and all the you know that's where you listed your mail order and the things you had and you know and articles are written about why certain things are worth certain things yeah and, Trade magazine essentially, okay. but yeah, that was like the Bible, and you know, people were rocking off a of gold mine, and 
any information that they could get. It wasn't like you could just get on the internet and fucking find it. Yeah. Two hours later, you're an expert on yeah Howard Tate or whatever wow. the fuck you know. But you go through your collection and get on the internet, see what the see deal is word. with it. One man's trash is another man's treasure, kind of Fair. thing. Some of the sometimes a beat copy of something is so rare or is so sought after, huh. so meaningful in the collector scum world. I thought it's that scum it, like I know collector geek scum, yeah. you know, yeah. it's all people the same. with money now. Because I thought that the record collector scum game. isn't exactly a bad thing, except yeah. for yeah. you get certain motherfuckers setting agendas and prices and gouging yeah. and flea market types and you know that's wild shady in the game you know i mean there's a give and take you know you might catch a lick on a nice estate sale and pick up a cachet or a loved one dies you know and you might want to feed the streets you like the record store i worked at when i was younger in my 20s used kids records in columbus shout out to used kids like we could have charged a lot more than we yeah. did for certain stuff. We had a record annex with used vinyl, and there, you know, a record could have won for forty dollars. We put it out for fucking seventeen, and wow. and now you're hooked. It's like crack. That it guy's really coming is. back every other week to see if he can catch what those other kind of good deals. meat is there. Yeah, and we got those kind of. That's deals. part of it. And like, I had started getting records when it was like in the two thousands before it got crazy. And you could get gems for like the most you could ever pay for a record. Anything would be like twenty bucks. You live right next to Mind's Eye too. I did live right next to Mind's Eye. That's on the brand brand new side. Like records over twenty bucks. Like what are you looking at? Like brand new. It's like I got from Mind's Eye. Shout out to Mind's Eye. I've been in there a lot lately. Big Charles, man. He lost his father, man. Rest in peace. That's terrible. Said to hear that. Yeah, Charles's pop passed. Shout out to you. Rest in power. and of course, if you can go check out my mind's eye, it's, it's basically a sponsored program because that's where I go get my. And jokes. they have all the Obnox records. They man. do. Every they really do. <laughs> yeah. When I was go in there, one. I told go them buy them. So you quit looking at me like, hey, your shit don't sell. Right? <laughs> okay. Buy two. Buy two. Why don't you? There's a gang of them over there. But back in the day when I went over there, I lived right next door to it. I went in and got a copy of Miles Davis live at Carnegie Hall, seventeen dollars yeah. original. I was like, holy shit. This is one of the best records I have. Like it's it plays like a fucking dream. I just listened to it the other day. It's a good record, yes. High quality record. Red Garland. Beautiful, beautiful tracks. And then I've been on an Art Blakey kick lately too. So. That's one of my motherfucking heroes. Art Blakey is the shit, man. He did all that shit with a wild heroin addiction. Crazy <laughs> yeah. crippling heroin addiction. Like I'm pawning my drum set. For real. This morning. I'm gonna get high all yeah. day. I'm going to show up to the gig. You guys got some cans I can use? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick, daddy. Give <laughs> him the jazz messages. What's the, what's the line from the Ray Charles Our Blakey movie? will beat your ass, too. Oh, this ain't bitch. This is boy. <laughs> Ray, you ain't ready. I just watched that. Hell yeah. like, this what? ain't no bitch. This is boy. Like, man, why do I have a sudden desire to get high? I, want to <laughs> I don't even like heroin. What the fuck? <laughs> so fucked up. What a terrible drug that has led to arguably some of the best records ever created. I mean, what does it well, do? Well, I mean, that Bill was Evans. a way to wipe the jazz cats out. And I mean, really and, that, so? and that shit that factors in the value and shit. You find like original Clifford Brown, like Clifford Brown was supposed to be Miles Davis, you know, but he he dies in a car accident, like what twenty three, twenty four years wow. old. Like, but the recorded output that is on him, like, I got all of his shit on two cheap compilations, you know, like dollar records. Wow. And they don't sound bad, but it ain't like. 180 what you would, gram Like bullshit. the originals. Yeah. yeah. Like, like who do we know that has original Clifford Brown records? So, yeah, yeah, if they're in near mint condition, yeah, you can. And you could charge those kind of prices. And There's something about an old ass record. You got to grade your records. You got to do the research. I got to check. My dad's sitting a bunch like of that. fat boys. How do those? How, how much are those kind of things? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know actually. Uh, <laughs> I want to know who's the person who the like, only... actively buys and collects fat boys records. Hey hey hey! <laughs> I want to know. Finger, I want to know though. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, man. Because I, I feel like I go into places and I'm like the only person who know who the fat boys I, are. I've I never seen a, one. I got about four singles yeah. with the hits. You know, stick them. It's yeah. like the first song I ever heard. The Human Beatbox. Wow. And whatever the funk record was on the other side. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I was going to some of my In jail without the 
available. Those those records, I mean, just to play them on a 45 at an after hours or whatever the fuck, that's fun. So, uh, my dad had a, one of the cool ones that I saw when I was going through my dad's shit was he had a De La Soul. It's three feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Prince Paul production. Yeah, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, but, shit, that was like my senior year in high school that shit yeah. came out. Man. Wow. Man. Like, is there a record that sticks out to you in your mind is something that kind of is an influence to you or some, or some music that Public you... Public Enemies. Always. First three records. Wow. Like, when I was in high school. That, that shit has a vibe. That was like, I was already listening. I was listening to punk rock. I was raised on yeah. the funk and the gospel and all that shit. I hadn't quite picked up on jazz. Like, punk rock ultimately leads leads a lot of niggas to jazz, too. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of white cats that are deep into jazz is like, that. where do you go after so much hardcore? You know? It's yeah. true. But it, it happened to me. I got into jazz after, like, I think when I was in high school, I started... You'll well, run into like, an old punk that's already made yeah. that transition. It's and he starts fucking feeding you that shit. Because then it was like Adult Swim came out and they were just playing Mad MF Doom. And then I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like looking at what the samples are. Oh, yeah. You know? Of course. I feel like sampling well, has hip- ruined a lot of rare music. Mad Hip hop has reinvigorated the idea of back catalog. You know, motherfuckers sure. was paying big money to get to the next big thing. But now, I mean, when you sue Big uh, Biz Markie or whatever, now you got regulations. The system. Now yeah. publishing is, you know, they it's take this the this great art form and this this uh and, and it's a slippery slope. I mean you want compensation, but at what cost? You don't want to go cutting everybody's head off yeah. that has put this this aesthetic in the forefront, you know? Like Prince Paul was making wild ass tracks laced with back catalog from all sorts of major labels. He gets yeah. sued for a record. Yeah. For seven seconds of a Turtles record. But the meat of the sample is Wilson Pickett and motherfucking Dwayne Allman. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> they should have been the ones pissed off and nobody that's, cared, you know? It's so wild. But the Turtles' whole story is so trash. Like management, rips offs, like they were, they were looking for any crumb that they could get. Right. But. Man. That makes Three Feet High and Rising highly collectible. I mean, De La Soul still doesn't really own a, a lot good, of that old good stuff. chunk of their music. That's and insane. It's, it's a sad fucking industry narrative. Tip, man, a lot Gangsters. of that, those samples yeah. though are so much a part of the music that I feel like the fact that De La's having trouble get or not. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the fact that they're having trouble getting paid for that it makes. In the same amount of sense to me, but I feel like it is its own thing. Like he's taking something to create a wholly different thing. Like it's it does have the samples, and that is a part Let of the music. Let me get the money, and I'll cut you in. That's I feel like but that's fair. They're trying to take all of it for the seven seconds of string yeah. that they probably didn't even play. Like the Wrecking Crew probably played. No one plays. Yeah, none of those people <laughs> played their shit. It's like yo, someone in Muscle Shoals was hammering that shit out. Right. Right. Production values. It's insane. I've, uh, but also, though, there's something about that old template that you got to respect. I mean, works. maybe not the contractual percentages of it all in the record business. Like, you know, now, like even back then and now, 18 points, 18 percent is considered a good deal. It's like Whitney yeah. Houston and these motherfuckers. It's like, That's a lot of money for Whitney. No, no. 18 percent ain't shit when you... Well, they bring her to music or yeah. whatever. That's not a good example. Somebody that fucking writes their own shit from the ground up. Lady Gaga. A, a prince or whatever the fuck. Of course. Prince, you can't oh my God, give him, prince. for the type of work that he's putting in, the type of production and creativity that he's putting into this, is worth more than 18 fucking Way percent. more. He made it all. Right. Like, that That has been popping since Tim Pan Alley. Somebody could have reformed the game and fucking... And and that would have informed the, the sample business, and they would have looked at sampling as a gift to the industry. Right. Like, all these dormant-ass records are now fucking meaningful and sought yeah. after, and the reissue culture is heavier than the, a new artist release yeah. schedule. And it's like the kid who's listening to, you know, Reminisce is suddenly into Tom Scott. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's like, okay. No like, shit. Like, they're D- just... Uh, David Axelrod, motherfucker. Yeah, Bob David Axelrod, yeah. You know, and, and Charles it's good Mingus. Record. But like, those those records were going for a fucking buck. Wow. You know? Yeah. In the, in the late 80s, early 90s, those records were going for a buck. It's true. 
and now everything's different. Yeah, you'd find um, all that stuff at a record exchange on a CD or as a record just for right. like five dollars. You know how I know it. I'm old as fuck because I love a good mashup. Now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll be on TikTok Man, looking I'm, for all that shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't fuck with mashups. I've I'm, never I'm seen a, a versus battle. Um, uh, if you, you haven't seen I a usually, versus, if something is hyped up. I Man. might get it and let it stay on ice, maybe even up to a year. If and you haven't seen the verses yet, all the hype's over. if you haven't seen the verses yet, go listen to D'Angelo's verses. It was fucking incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. No, no, no. D'Angelo, D'Angelo has like three records out. This motherfucker's been out for fucking like twelve years. years. <laughs> He's been out since nineteen ninety five. Brown sugar babe. That's Boy, it. if you don't get your ass to work. <laughs> no, I mean if you're taking this kind of time to it's like Guns N' Roses Chinese democracy with this guy. Like, how you gonna fucking take twelve years off and then come back with a Prince <laughs> slash Sly Stone record. D'Angelo is the black fucking Axl Rose, bro. You just said it. <laughs> Car Holy Rose shit. and everything. Right? Oh my god! Damn near yeah. naked. <laughs> D'Angelo goes he home. Went, there were thirteen years from Devil Pies to Black Messiah. Angelo, <laughs> Angelo walks into his apartment. Premier made Devil's he peels back like, his what fucking fuck? D'Angelo mask, and it's just Axl Rose. DJ Premier made Devil's Pie. Jay Dillon made a lot of that other yeah. shit. It's like, yo, man. Fucking D'Angelo. Is this motherfucker a genius? <laughs> you made me think about it now. I know motherfuckers that come back every other year with great fucking music content. And even if it's not, at least they come back with something different. When he comes back around, it's like, oh, he's back. Send oh, me up them hearts, ladies. We owe D'Angelo our attention in our ear. No, he owes us about fucking five records <laughs> of great Original fucking whatever he's known for should be on this shit. Not ripping off Prince is not what. Now he's, he's just gonna damn. he's just gonna come out in the next. Now they gonna record. shit on the podcast now because I'm shots fired. Black on women, black women gonna fucking I'm, they gonna open me up like Ricky. <laughs> uh, head number two. I'm my, dead. I hate to tell you, black women were never the target audience of TC Stones. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, black Jakes. Women, what? No. <laughs> Teach these devils. Oh, 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 okay. This, Teach this these historic devils. podcast. Say, and I have another message for you. TD, TD Jakes doesn't no, care about TD black people. TD what? TD. Teach these devils. TTD. That's the name of the program. All right, I'm running with that. I'm fresh. I'm green on the show. I'm so happy to have you, man. It's great. Before we try and start wrapping it up even remotely, I want to ask you about what's the next step for Obnox. You've been. On a break for a little bit, I'm sure because of the COVID shit, everything. But what's the next move? I'm trying to self-release my next record. It's called Iron Knowledge. It's like Ooh. 14 songs. No more double albums or whatever. Um, too expensive to make those. Um, but yeah, it's it's more the same. Like where Savage Ray Gun the double was. You know, like a critique of white white America to a certain extent, mm-hmm. from realistic fucking perspective. Iron knowledge is like looking inward, like you know, how do we get past generational curses? How oh, do wow. we how do we heal up so we can treat others better? How do we atone and let the people know that we care? about more than just, you know, our own egos and, and the, you know, instant gratification and what, what people need. You know, that narcissist gaslit behavior yeah. that's fucking up everything. The I like arts, to call it the wokeness, politics, the illness of wokeness. motherfucking music, entertainment. Everything is like this sensational, fucking, unreal, scripted, let's boost a motherfucker up and wait for his downfall. Uh, shit, I, I'm underground. Shit, I ain't got right. fire to fall, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> and the record is like that, you know, like okay. that kind of stuff. Laying it on the line. Shit, I wish I could get on in my email. I play some of it, but if you uh, if you send it to me or Wilson, we can pull it up. But uh, you, of course, you have stuff on YouTube. Do you have any recommendations? We're gonna close out the episode with a little Obnax, of course. Recommendations and what to listen to? Yeah, it's something to play us out, man. 
Oh, uh, louder space is always a good starting point, and that—that's, I mean, just for people trying to get into the band. Yeah, because that's when the things get a little more hi-fi, but it's still weird and crazy. Yeah, you know. Because I showed James when we kicked it before we yeah. went over to your house that one day. I showed him Savage Ray Guns because I was just like. Yeah, that's the most recent one. Yeah, that's the latest. Boogaloo Reed is right yeah. in there. Negative Reed. approach. Although that Bird. that little that little pocket from 2014 to like 2017, I had some nice stuff, and then I tried to do some different production ideas. Yeah, in 2018, people liked it or whatever, but I feel like Iron Knowledge. I'm back to you. Almost like you're back up. to my. You know, the 50-50 rock beats kind of thing, but it's all hitting like a rock record. Yeah, oh, wow. it's, like, it's like, feel like a return to form for you a little bit. Yeah, I'll play you a little bit of yeah. it before we get out of here. Cool. Let's do that. They don't even get it now. I'm going to add it I mean, to the fucking after, post, I mean, after bitch. the show, like that kind of thing. Hell yeah. What? What you talking about? Oh, there it is. Which one? Right there. Outer Space. That's, that's probably my best record. I, don't, I mean, the people... Say these things, but okay. I, I mean, I don't. How does that feel? Like, I don't carry a, it like that. Like it, it's out there now. You enjoy it how you want to. I remember what went into it. Yeah, I know how I feel about it. I know that it's banging just just right in with anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, hell yeah. People people tend to underestimate Cleveland, but it's chock full of talent and good shit. There's nothing but stars here. Hitters. Maybe. Post pandemic and with clubs and everybody being on their back, maybe there's going to be a certain forward movement. You guys in the comedian com- comedian world and the rockers, yeah. and just production in general, it gets. Yeah, I'm getting back into the rock world. So. More of what an artist needs to perform well. You know, a lot of times you just want to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times a six pack, a couple of fucking towels, and a and a twenty dollar wow. buyout to get a a burrito and a pack of cigarettes. Yep. And you perform some of your best shit that night, right. knowing that these motherfuckers care that much to get you over the hump. And then, if everybody is promoted, you know, mainly them. I don't want to fucking be around here like that whole. Uh, Gorilla Productions. Oh, gorilla productions like, oh, yeah. I ain't out here selling nothing. You sell the tickets, motherfucker. <laughs> My job is to make records and fucking rehearse and be ready to fucking that's blow your whole fucking well, club Glover, up. That's junior high shit. When Glover was you, running Mayhalls, that's that kind of stuff. Because I was in Nope. Dylan? That, yeah, and I was in Nope, and that's how it was like that kind of feeling. You just go play a show. Right. And, you know, like... I can basically buy three dollar three beers with this payout. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the beer. Yeah, this is the, the fruits of my labor. Don't but, have them. But you it play, feels like good. You said, you play the best show of your fucking it life. You have a whole good. bunch of a room full of people just dancing. This third beer is the best beer I ever had. <laughs> knowing that I just rock. <laughs> off I just of this third pop. Right. Sometimes I go there not even girl? and I get paid. I, was, I remember one time Dylan walked up to me. He gave me forty bucks. I go, what the fuck? Like, yes, I made money. This is just mine. Like, I'm gonna go get. That. I'm gonna spend this all this for the other guys. <laughs> like, no, 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 I already paid them. Oh shit, forty dollars. <laughs> and I'm going to Taco Bell, motherfucker. <laughs> give me a, weed. Get a twenty twenty sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is a, just a little sample from Java Space from Obnax. We have Lamont Thomas here with us. Lamont, I want to thank you so much for coming in, man. Thank you, man. This is, I appreciate y'all, man. I, I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. And y'all real comedians. Y'all real funny motherfuckers. Y'all really see me telling the truth. And... Motherfucker from the ghetto, your ass from Lorraine County and shit. My parents are still married. Uh, yeah, yeah, my folks are still married. <laughs> we do you have know? a lot in common. That's why I couldn't wait to get you on. I'd love to have you back anytime, man. Off my face with your Please come back. Please come back. successful marriage and my shit. My mom's kissing my dad right now. Out here all diverse and shit. You know what I'm saying? Get your young, black, and gifted ass off my face. I'm sorry, world. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Lamont. It's Appreciate so nice it. to see you. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I'll come back. Please, I man, love to hear, I would man. love to come back. And, of course, we're going to kick it because I'm going to try and sneak into your band. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. What's up? Shit. 
As long as you can play drums, no, and, and uh, you can't have the big sissy bar on the back of your drum throne either. That's you no got to stand tall. Oh, no. Who would use that? Only children use that. Only I, back support. I, I had a husky white homeboy that had a little sissy the bar. The back support? The back. It, it, it just. You should be leaning in the fucking drums getting it, son. What are you playing at? I can't wait until I got to play drums in front of the people. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a reason. Like, this moment plays like quarterly. Oh, so. yeah. Before we go, give us a rundown oh. of all the groups because this moment in black history, Obnox, is there anything the we're missing? The Bass from the 90s. Uh, I was in Puffy Areolas for a year or so. Uh, I was in Unholy 2 for a couple tours. Uh, shit, I was in My Uncle Wayne and Flippin' Hades back in Columbus in the early days. Uh Shit, I've been on a little bit of everybody's records, uh, singing or just shaking a tambourine. And I try to help people get get their shit out there. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I do what I can, man. I'm not one of these cats that's just out here, you know. Remember back when motherfuckers used to hit hit off with the flyers yeah. and stuffing the shit yeah. in motherfuckers' windshield wipers and shit. No, fuck that. Word, word of mouth. People, maybe yeah. I might staple some shit on a pole. Like, oh, yeah. That's my get down, man. Just organic word of mouth, momentum, and the people that turn up, they want to be there. And the me. motherfuckers that's looking for some kind of sensational event or looking for a motherfucker's downfall, keep your ass out of here. Right. One... You fuck up the fucking vibe. Two, you can get your ass kicked here and there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and three, if you don't like it, just stay the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Those are words to live by. For Real Lamont. talk. Lamont, thank Ob you. Again, you don't like it, stay the fuck away. If you're fucking um, with it, get at us. Hell yeah. Well, Jeremy, what do you know good back there? Uh, nothing. I don't know and, shit. And thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, it was yeah, it was nice course. shopping it up with you, man. I miss you, bro. This yeah, podcast is always brought to you by the motherfucking Ox. We're officially switched over. That's why you're listening to us now. Um, of course, we're working on the video that's to come. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Shout out to all of our sponsors, of course. Like I said, the Ox, motherfucking Gourmand's Deli. Go get a sandwich before two because they're so popping. They don't even have to work after three o'clock. Motherfucking Lush Cosmetics making me smell like a girl so I can get super close to them and then pounce down and excess their love and devotion. Um, and of course, the Goya producers products. of the Mahalia Jackson documentary. Oh, oh that's wait, right. Wait. I almost forgot. <laughs> and I want to thank Ron Lewis, the producer of the Mahalia Jackson documentary, for giving me a role as upset preacher number one. <laughs> no, you're James. You're a young James Cleveland. <laughs> Peace be still. I love that. Peace be still. Damn, that dude rips. Yeah. Man, if only that was really me. Man, I'm going to listen to that after this. Man. Next week, I'm going to get plastic Thanks. surgery. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Ah. <laughs>